0: We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. All right, so we're uh, back with "Fuck It." We'll do it live, part three. Um, this week we're going after Ron DeSantis, and inshallah that our fucking streak continues of taking people down, right? How's so it, I'm Nick, he him, from uh, the Intervention Podcast, uh, joined by Mike from Turn Leftist. Also he him. How you doing, Mike? How's it going? Good, man. Good. Brandon, uh, he, him from uh, Carson Comrades. How's it going, Brandon? Doing well. Good, buddy. And uh, as a first timer to the Fuck It, We'll Do It Live, we've got Nat. He, him from Collective Action Comics. Nat, how you doing, buddy?
1: Man, I'm doing all right. Hot as hell, but we'll get through it. Great, great. Well,
0: I don't know about the hot part, but, you know, glad (laughs) you're here. So... uh, Yeah, guys. So just trying to keep up with what we've been going, what we've been doing lately, I thought tonight we could talk about like Ron DeSantis. And I think what clued me into or wanted me, led me to focusing in on him tonight was like this idea that I've been stewing over lately. And it's probably not like an original take or anything like that. But like, just this whole idea of the US fucking education system as an institutionalized form of genocide denialism, right? Like, I think it frustrates me so much. Because like, you know, we as tankies, we know history, blah, 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 blah. But like, you know, we criticize something like, or we criticize an analysis of like the so-called hello to more or, you know, what happens in China and any fucking actually existing socialist state. Right. And we're called like genocide deniers. Right. But meanwhile, we've got institutionalized education that just glosses over like legitimate gen- genocide on the part of the United States. I mean, I think what really turned me onto to it was thinking about, um, or when I was listening to blowback and, you know, they mentioned like 3 million Koreans died in like the, you know, in the Korean War. I mean, what is that fucking genocide when you're targeting civilian popula- populations and shit like that, right? And then like as Steve and I in our podcast have gone through some things, like we talked about the Philippines where 6 to 8% of the population was killed back in like the late 1800s. And I don't know. It's just... And that's to say nothing of, you know, (laughs) what this country was built upon in terms of genociding indigenous people, right? So then we get to DeSantis, who we want to talk about tonight. And he's got some like education initiatives to kind of combat like CRT and promote patriotism. So that's kind of how I want to thread that needle, right? Because we've got these like right-wing lunatics like him more and more frequently running for governorships throughout the country. And they're pushing education because they know it's like, a powerful tool that can be used both against them or in their interest, right?
2: So, to be clear, you're not talking about his new policy where like veterans and the spouses of veterans have like a fast track becoming teachers. You're talking about something separate from that, but also complementary to that.
0: Right. Yeah. The specific article that I'll read tonight is about um, his civics uh, excellency literacy initiative. Um, which came out actually like last year, but this was an article that just came out back in June from the Miami Herald. But yeah, I mean, something like that has got to be tied to this entire project of his, right? And also just an abysmal COVID response because they can't get teachers. But
2: if if you take a step back, his whole program makes perfect sense from the perspective of, a far right, like power hungry leader.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I, mean, like, I don't know who, uh, sorry, just real quick. I don't know ahead. whose take it was. I want to say it was probably Chapo. It was most likely them, but they had a really good assessment of just his whole shtick, which is just to go with whatever media cycle is happening and then go with the far right stance on that and then stick with it. And because he's and obviously it, take it it he's going take it further than
2: another politician reasonably would.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and like this is why I think this guy is – and I don't want to like overplay like how potentially scary he is, but I do think that he has the potential to be pretty scary because he has like kind of that like polished image of like just like the classical like pro-bus- pro-business Republican, but also like an insane lunatic on social issues, right? Mm-hmm. But, so he's like – it's more competent Trump in, in a lot of ways, you know? That's yeah, what well, we were all warning we're about for hands. years. <laughs> right. Yeah, the more competent
1: fascists that come along. What I want to know, speaking of just real quick about the uh, the veterans uh, becoming teachers, um, you know, teachers, country over, are basically forced to buy their own supplies. And as we know, the military itself is pretty much a fully socialized system, because everything the ruling class does is uh, either projection or the complete opposite of what their rhetoric is, correct? So... Are we thinking too that the veterans that do this program that participate in this will have their supplies paid for by the government?
3: Well, I think Nat, you're mistaking like for people who aren't familiar with this in the first place. It's not even veterans, it's spouses of veterans, right? Oh, for and they know? get to become yeah, they get to become teachers if they just observe a teacher for like 12 hours. So you sit but in the, the school the for 2 still days stands, and, though.
1: Oh, oh I'm the, sure of like, course does not the they're not. Going to to there more
2: requirements than that. You want to feel me I, that's just something that that's I'd be interested
1: in. to find out a little bit more of. Um, I
2: looked into some of the requirements uh, for that program, and it's slightly comforting if you're thinking the worst, and it's really disheartening if you're thinking it's anything good. And it's uh, it requires 60 college credits, um, and... You do have to pass some sort of competency test, which is really, you know, the phrase that you want to hear when you're talking about a teacher. But uh, the quotes from DeSantis are in and of themselves like very concerning because he basically he did openly admit that this is a workaround for the union because the union has too strict a policies for like he constantly rails against uh, how the requirements are too stringent for teachers and, and they need to be more flexible, which is. Funny when like the requirements are go to school to be a teacher, pass the tests to be a teacher, be a teacher. Yeah. So it's- like the, like the only requirement he's really eliminated is uh, I, re- I really don't know how union membership in like the teachers union in Florida functions, but I- I'm willing to bet that this is uh, even more an anti union tactic than he's hinted at, but also just. It's an indoctrination tool. Like, why the fuck else? He he has a quote about how great it will be to have the students saying the Pledge of Allegiance every morning to a person who has fought for their freedom.
0: I mean, it's fitting. We're, we're the we're the brainwashed ones, though. Yeah. You know Hard air <laughs> quotes on a, a lot of that. Just insert them where obvious.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean, just like because this spurred the thought, and then maybe we can get into the article a little bit, but you know, with all of the, you know, outrage about the student debt forgiveness, you know, the pittance that it was, right? And that combined with, you know, Desantis's attitude and others like him attitude towards like, basically slackening the requirements for, you know, people to go out and educate our kids, right? It's like, these are the same kind of people that like, just piss and moan about Americans falling behind on like an educational basis, right? Um, and a technological basis, right? And, you know, they, instead of just like addressing the problem by investing in education systems, right, like making college more affordable, you know, getting the best people in to go out and teach the kids, this is the kind of shit that they're doing, right? Mm-hmm.
3: And this is really going to lend itself to that. Go ahead, Mike. Well, you know, that the long term plan is just getting rid of public schools entirely and Absolutely. just having private schools. And then, I guess, public schools for the poors and the marginalized and people that they don't care about already. Because I don't know if you guys see any right-wing spaces, but I do. And they're already talking about it. They've been talking about it for a while. And that is their only viable solution to mass shootings or to school shootings in particular. They just want to get rid of public schools because, in their words, teachers and the security guards that work at schools and the police cannot be trusted to protect students. Which is an insane. I heard that they just
2: need more money for the police to protect the students.
1: Yeah, 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 because that's worked out so well. Yeah,
2: has anyone even considered giving the police more money?
3: (laughs) No, but have considered and then they followed through.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to try a little bit harder on that front, right? Yeah. But uh, just like the last little anecdote about like this whole idea of um, privatizing schools. So my mother's actually a school teacher, right? And she teaches at like a Catholic school, which is private. She went back to get her teaching degree pretty like late in life. But she went through, like she's got her master's, she's got all these certifications and stuff like that. And she just, you know, had a hard time getting a job a couple years ago. And so she's at this you know, essentially private institution. And she was talking to me today. She's just like, she's like, I'm so overqualified for this. She's like, they're bringing people in that have not an iota of the qualifications that I do for this. So, I mean, it just goes to the point of like, that's what's, that's what we're going to get in these private schools. They're going to pay for, you know, as little, little as they can for teachers, right. And just get people in the door and then, you know, militarize them to that point. So. But it's just gonna it's gonna work out really well in terms of how we're you know in the in the eyes of these people how we're gonna have to compete on like the global stage right in terms of technology technology and education. But uh, anyway, um, so I think with that, I don't know, we can get into this article um, from the Miami Herald. It actually came out a couple months ago. Um, and some so I, I did see some memes circulating around about it, but like in the specific talking points that were coming out of like. The initiative that was kind of exposed but the title of this article is called teachers alarmed by states infusing religion downplaying race and civics training so we're off to a great mm-hmm. start already right nice, so yeah. to get into the meat of it um Several South Florida high school educators are alarmed that a new state civics initiative designed to prepare students to be, quote, virtuous citizens is infused with a Christian and conservative ideology after a three-day training session in Broward County last week. Teachers who spoke to the Herald Times said they don't object to the state's new standards for civics, but they do take issue with how the state wants them to be taught. It was very skewed, said Barbara Siegel, a 12th grade government teacher at Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale High School. There was a very strong Christian fundamentalist way toward analyzing different quotes in different documents. That was concerning. The civics training, which is part of Governor DeSantis's Civics Literacy Excellence Initiative, underscores the tension that has been building around education and how classrooms have become battlegrounds for politically contentious issues. In Florida, DeSantis and the Republican-led legislature have pushed policies that limit what schools can teach about race, gender identity, and certain aspects of history. Those dynamics came into full view last week when trainers told Broward teachers the nation's founders did not desire a strict separation of state and church, downplayed the the role the colonies and later the United States had in the history of slavery in America, and pushed a judicial theory favored by legal conservatives like DeSantis that requires people to interpret the Constitution as the framers intended it, not as a living, evolving document, according to three educators who attended the training.
3: Interesting. Mm. Yeah. And I wonder what, like, literal interpretations of the Constitution they mean specifically, because there's a whole lot of things. It's just like the Bible. There's a whole lot of things that people tend to ignore when they want to interpret these things literally. I don't know if you guys have noticed.
1: Oh, yeah. Very it's good, cherry pickers. Up. You know, it's so funny how we have to fetishize this idea of our—and uh, not, not, not even fetishize. We have to, um, We have to restrict— the debate about the constitution to how to interpret the constitution rather than whether or not we should have a new one whereas socialist countries are constantly writing new ones like people get in fist fights at bars over their country's constitution in socialist countries and like for good reasons not for like dipshit reasons like from alabama like where i'm from
0: <laughs> it's just like i don't know it's something i've been thinking about lately and it's just like the myths that you have to generate to absolve like the original sin of settler colonialism, right. To like totally obscure that of settler colonialism and slavery, you know? And it's just like, how is, how is this state as constructed redeemable, right? Like when you just
3: mm-hmm. have to totally ignore that entire history. Go ahead, Mike. I, um, I didn't read this article cause I'm committed to showing up to these with no preparation. Um, But I wanted to ask if they are going to mention the allowing of donations of or was it's the requirement of displaying a God we trust thing in a classroom as long as it was donated by like a private organization. Because it's another thing they're doing down in Florida. Does this article get into that as well? I don't think the article does, but I've got some other
0: just like tidbits at the end about what's Mm -hmm. going on down there. I don't think I have that one specifically.
3: Well, I only bring it it up because the lib response to that was to then, I I saw it on Reddit just today, was to have a a flag that says in God We Trust, but it says it in Arabic. And it's going to definitely trigger the Republicans, and they're going to not want that displayed in a, because it is, you know, it is nice looking. The uh, the artist who made it said, oh, I just, I always think of art forward when I think of anything. And I know the Arabic is just, it's beautiful looking. And I think that the people who have this in mind will probably object to this. And to me, that's just the perfect lib response to this. I'm trying to imagine the lib response to this selective teaching of history and everything. It's like, what are they gonna do? Like not object to the entire framing of the thing and actually understand how power structures work and how to actually force their will upon others. They would then work within that same system and teach about like I don't know, some kind of evil thing that like white people did but still falls in the in the rubric of what Ron DeSantis would allow. I mean that that would be like their vengeance. What's up, right? right
2: but I don't remember the real specifics of it. But does anyone else here recall that it was only a few months ago, around the same time that they struck down Roe v. Wade, that there was a Supreme Court case that was heard, and they—I don't want to say they struck down the, the like se- like separating a school and, and religion, but uh, I remember the specific case was that they were allowing um, a football coach to conduct group prayer. Uh, before or after a game or practice or whatever, and it was the whole team, and uh, they struck it down all, basically on the premise that it was voluntary. And now, you know, the, the the subtext is that obviously it's not fucking voluntary. Like, it's gonna it's coerced no matter what. But it's it's there. So like, I'm I'm specifically asking like, how is do, does anyone remember that well enough to know how it affects? Uh, like church and school in general because I don't, if, if, if that's basically been struck down, then, none of, then that, none of that's even a conflict. They just get to do whatever the fuck they want to in the class.
1: I don't remember. Nah, no, what you got? That. Oh, I was answering Brandon, um, but um, speaking, I, d- I didn't want to speak over what Brandon was saying, if anybody has uh, a response to that question. No. no. I don't know enough about it. I mean, I remember seeing that, but I was drinking from the fire hose of Roe v. Wade news at the time. So you know. step,
2: or they struck down several decisions that no one really fucking paid any attention to because Roe versus Wade was the big one.
1: Yeah. yeah. Probably ran, it probably ran cover for the other ones that they were doing. Um, but I was going to go back to the, um, the, the flag and God we trust in Arabic. It's like that, um, that piece of propaganda that was the, the woman in the hijab, uh, that was, you know, star spangled as it were, that looked like, um, Oh, what was the guy that did the Hope uh, poster? Uh, oh, yeah, Shepard Ferry? Was yeah, that... yeah, yeah, Shepard Ferry. It looked like that style-ish. Um, and I remember seeing that, and I remember seeing a lot of um, response from uh, uh, Arabic or, or Middle Eastern women or Muslim women at the time, you know, saying, our identity should not be co-opted to your patriotism. And um, and that was before even, like, the whole Pat Sop debacle got started, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's part and parcel of the American project to to subsume identity and uh, and in so many different ways profit off of it, not just monetarily. It's really funny that
2: we're a nation so hellbent on individualism, but so fundamentally opposed to that individualism actually manifesting in an individualistic way.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, unless, like, unless it, like, very explicitly conforms to a certain set of principles right How did you own a business really <laughs> i didn't even
2: start that thought with a bigger thing in mind but as soon as i said it i was like no that makes perfect sense <laughs> emphasize individualism in the way that's going to promote capital and individual responsibility for everything corporate so on and so forth but still be fascist about like how somebody chooses to live their life yeah, now that I, I, I... That makes perfect fucking sense. <laughs> Fuck.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's I that have, old uh, adage that there's no such thing as left-wing individualism, right? Uh, and that's... I feel like that's pretty applicable here, because individualism, no matter how you cut it, but especially when you cut it with a fascist knife, is going to end up in service of capital. Yeah. I I before
3: see everyone else, baby. Headed. Mm-hmm. I want to see where this is headed, but I do have a larger point about where all this sticking within a very narrow framework kind of gives us an advantage as people who are able to like kind of think outside of that. But I want to see if this article is going to get anywhere near there before I, before I try to make that point. Mm-hmm. Should we let you keep going or? or... Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah, we can get back uh, well, into it. We can get back well, because, into it.
3: Because just just... Because I, uh, it what,
2: what was, what was the name of, of this bill or, or
0: act or whatever the fuck? So the whole project is under the banner of the Civics Literacy Excellence Initiative. Is this part of
2: some of the details? Don't say gay bill.
0: I don't know. I don't think that like this specific thing is part of it, but I think again it's just like as with everything that we've talked about and like the thing that you mentioned earlier is part of like a broader project of what's going on down in Florida and what may be coming to Dude, Ron DeSantis is an evil genius. I guess we'll we'll see. But yeah. Um, So to get back into it. um, So we get another quote from a teacher in the article. So it is disturbing, really, that through these workshops and through legislation, there is an attempt to both censor and to drive or propagandize particular points of view, said Richard Judd, 50, a Nova High School social studies teacher with 22 years of experience who attended the state-led training session this week. A review of more than 200 pages of the state's presentation shows the Founding Fathers' intent and the, quote, misconceptions about their thinking were a main theme of the training. One slide underscored that the Founders expected religion to be promoted because they believed it to be essential to civic virtue. Without virtue, another slide noted, citizens become licentious and become subject to tyranny.
1: Licentious.
0: A lot to unpack there. Um... Another slide highlights three U.S. Supreme Court cases to show when the Founders' original intent began to change. That included the 1962 landmark case that found school-sponsored prayer violated the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment, which Judd said Trainers viewed as unjust. At one point, the Trainers equated it to the 1892 U.S. Supreme Court decision that upheld the constitutionality of racial segregation under the Separate but Equal Doctrine. So it's back to that whole you know, originalism, right? And again, what were the conditions in which this was drafted, right? Do we really, really want to go back to that? You know, mm-hmm. uh, like some,
2: would... some people definitely do want to go back right. to that.
0: Yeah. Lazy people. Yeah. Ending school prayer was compared to upholding segregation. Judd said, in other words, he said, trainers called both these rulings unjust on slavery. The state said that two-thirds of the founding fathers were slave owners, but emphasized that, quote, even those that held slaves did not defend the institution. So, again, they're, like, whitewashing history, right? That's this whole intent here, right? They're washing over history, and they're framing, they're cherry-picking quotes and certain events to build a certain narrative that kind of justifies their entire project, right? And, again, this is an extension of how history has always been taught, but, like, this is very much a reaction, I think, to things that we're seeing, like in terms of like the left, like kind of bubbling up things like CRT hitting the mainstream, obviously. Right. So I don't know. It's just the reaction is there. And then we'll get into some of the institutions that are like actually funding this, uh, this initiative and like behind it. And it all starts to make a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm.
1: You're talking about, uh, the, the, way history is taught, um, historically, if you will. You know, that's um there's, you know, you can bring in historical materialism into this. You can bring in like a a Marxist view, and that's like, well, it's the people who produce the books, right? Have the class interests to make sure those books don't contain anything that would be a threat to them. And taking the history of both um racist and, shall we say, industrial exploitation because the two are completely intertwined in this country is a threat to them
0: absolutely and like we've made that point on our podcast as well and i think honestly just to give a little context to why like i got started like i think i got started because i got pissed off like super fucking pissed off when i realized that i'd been lied to my entire life about history you know what i mean but then like the the uh the point about the books it's like who prints the fucking textbooks it's like mcgraw hill and like pearson right there's like again two or three big printing companies, right? Which are you know publicly owned. I'm sure that the CEOs and the board of directors are all super rich. They benefit from this shit. Go ahead, At least in Texas. Yeah. Does
2: anyone, I, I, apparently I'm full of half memories because too much happens constantly all the time. I don't remember how long ago it was. It might've been 10 years or more even, but does anyone remember when Texas wanted to change all of the stuff that was in, Textbooks, specifically in the history portions, uh, and it was it was through and through overtly to favor uh, Republicans and conservatives. And no one
3: recalls this. No, I know, But it wouldn't, doesn't surprise me. But yeah, I, I remember it. But yeah, I mean that's been kind of an ongoing battle, and they've been kind of what it makes headlines every once in a while when they make like a particularly egregious overstep. But then w- the trend has been that they are getting what they want, just in drips and drabs yeah but what um what
2: he was saying was t- touching on on something like who whoever controls the textbooks like is controlling the information and that was a big conversation when texas made their first big push uh for cuz uh, the the way it was set up was you know they ordered x amount of textbooks from the manufacturers for texas and the manufacturers could m- make other textbooks for other states except that texas is such a big state that it didn't make sense for them financially to print multiple copies for different States. So Mm -hmm. when Texas made absolute demands, they were too big of a customer to say, no, we're not going to make those insane changes. It's racist as fuck. Yeah. And so Texas just got what they wanted. And then that spread out because again, they weren't going to print other separate different textbooks for other States. So everyone got that.
3: (laughs) Great. It's almost like markets work on a small scale, but not across an entire country. Maybe mm-hmm. China has the right. Again, area. this is an example of
2: a market working perfectly. It's just working perfectly on the behalf of fucking racist pieces of shit. Like, like yeah. the people who are in power got exactly what they wanted from this. Yeah,
1: but well, it's like that. Um, it's like the beginning of the um, the book Debt by David Graeber, right? Where he opens with that American proverb. If you owe the bank $100, the bank owns you. If you owe the bank $100 million, you own the bank. So that Texas, you know, the idea of Texas, you know, being their biggest customer essentially gives them the heckler's veto to determine whatever the fuck goes into the textbooks, right? And it's just like, it's mind-blowing to think of, you know, we're talking about markets working on a macro scale or rather not working on a macro scale that's proof positive of the fact that it doesn't work on a macro scale. Once you get to such a sweeping level and such a huge number, ironically, it has to be concentrated in certain areas of power.
2: Again, I'm going to insist that we have to define what work means because it's working for For some people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but obviously here we mean work as a bunch of leftoids uh, for everybody. But, like,
0: what you guys don't understand is that this is all okay, and as we'll see in the next part of this article, Uh, the state says that every lesson is based on history, real history, okay? So, the DeSantis administration has spent nearly $6 million to train public school teachers across the state on how to teach civics as part of this governor's initiative. The first training sessions were June 20th through 22nd at Broward College in Davie. Teachers in Hillsborough County are training this week. And again, this is back in June, late June that this article came out. Um, The civics training is the latest effort in a long line of education policies that aim to fight what DeSantis and conservative education reformers say are, quote, woke ideologies in public schools. It also provides a snapshot of how national groups, including Hillsdale College, a politically influential private Christian college in Southern Michigan, are working with the DeSantis administration to reshape education in the state. The goal is to put a greater emphasis on civics than on socially divisive issues such as race and gender identity, which DeSantis has said is an effort to reorient teaching away from quote, indoctrination and back towards education. But to several educators who went through the state's training, it felt like a broader effort to impose a conservative view on historical events. This is a quote from a teacher. We are constantly under attack, and there is this false narrative that we're indoctrinating children. But that is nothing compared to what the state just threw in new civic educators' faces. That's straight-up indoctrination, said Siegel, a 46-year-old teacher with 19 years of experience. The Florida Department of Education is leading the workshops which were developed with the help of Hillsdale College and other groups. The Bill of Rights Institute, founded by Charles Koch in 1999, is one of these groups. Mm-hmm. Another is the Floyd Florida Joint Center for Citizenship, which is a partnership between the Lou Fry Institute of Politics and Government at the University of Central Florida and the What'd Bob it, Graham
2: the Institute
0: <laughs> <laughs> might as well be right in <laughs> the uh, Bob Bob Graham Center for Public Service at the University of Florida. The state aims to train about 2,500 teachers in 10 sessions across the state. And let me read this last part before we get into it. But the three-day sessions are voluntary, but teachers get a $700 stipend as an incentive to attend. Under the Governor's Civics Initiative, teachers this fall will also be eligible for a $3,000 bonus if they complete a 60-hour online course on the new civic standards and earn a civic seal of excellence endorsement. Right, so the the only fucking
2: here. way Florida's is going to pay their teachers anything is if they can
3: completely like brainwash them. Yeah. What you got, Mike? I was just going to say the funding is there to, like, pay you to show up to training for a job and to, like, give you a bonus to show up for that job. And, you know, as opposed to, like, every other job where you would have to pay for yourself for the training and everything, you know, where you have to just pay for the privilege of working for somebody. What you got, Nat?
1: Oh, I was just going to say, you know, you mentioned Hillsdale College uh, and some sort of um, obscene partnership with the DeSantis administration. Hillsdale College is one of those um, uber conservative colleges that are, you know how you know one of the the central tenets of modern conservatism is um, and not to not to be toothless about this because this is not not particularly effective, but is the hypocrisy of, you know, um the bootstrap rhetoric while accepting tons and tons of government money, right? Hillsdale bucks that trend and is so conservative that they, Give up government money so that they don't have to let girls into school. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, so they don't have to do Title IX stuff. Wow. I don't know if they actually have female students or not, but I know that they don't follow Title IX, uh, and they just get away with it because they said, "No, we don't want your government money." Really sticking to your principles, but those principles are fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, there's, I guess, virtue inconsistency in the other direction. I yeah, did just shit. this
3: week find out about uh I believe it's Will- William Cooper. I think that's I could be getting it wrong. I'll, I'll find it out later. But he apparently died in a shootout with the police when they came to serve him with a warrant for tax evasion. So he is like the true the one true libertarian. So that <laughs> you can hold all libertarians against as like when they when they say that they're for small government and they really don't believe in taxes and whatever else, you can say why aren't you doing to Bill Cooper right now? Like <laughs> yeah
1: stick to i your know guns. one guy i'm sorry you, i didn't mean to interrupt no 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 i just i know i know one guy who calls himself a libertarian and also wants there to be no military or police and like that's the one libertarian that i like have some respect for
3: yeah but the thing is they never actually mean that because when it comes to their stuff they want someone they can call to get Antifa and BLM off their lawn. Like,
1: yeah, I know, I know how that normally goes. But this this guy is a friend of mine, and like, I believe him when he says it. Or and they it just entertain. My mind. I knew Wild one guy that about. called
2: himself libertarian. Uh, he worked at my old uh, machine shop, and uh, he got fired after it came out that he had two convictions for possession of child pornography. So yeah, do with that what course. you will.
0: Yeah. No, and like on the libertarian point, like what these dumb fucks don't realize is that the state that they profess to hate so much exists to fucking enforce this free market that they desire. Right. Thank you. So, you know, just to drop a little, that's, that's Len- the elephant. Just to drop a little Lenin. Fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: I don't know. So to the, the Florida thing, let's get this straight. They're uh, not, paying their teachers or taking care of them in any tangible way and then making them teach egregious falsehoods that only serve to really benefit the powerful, especially like white dudes. And then when the teachers don't like it and don't want to work for them, they declare it a teacher shortage and they start hiring the military (laughs) to come in and teach uh, a more fascist oriented version of history.
1: It's the shock doctor. Again,
2: uh, this, like, from the perspective of a fascist, it's a pretty flawless plan.
0: And we'll get to this later, and it's like, they know exactly what the fuck they're doing. mm -hmm. Yeah, I
2: don't want to seem like I'm praising Ron DeSantis. I'm (laughs) saying that this sounds like the most intentional shit I've ever fucking heard. And if if people in Florida are not seeing that this is a very clear, like, A to B to C uh,
3: progression... I don't. I don't. You might be forgetting mind? who the people in Florida are. <laughs> I was going to say They're some of these people it, might it. want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fair. I hate that.
1: You know, oh. there's that old joke, right? That uh, Florida is the only state that gets more southern the farther north you go.
0: <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah, you go south and then you just run into Guzano's, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
3: That's all they have down there.
1: But they all hate Castro, just for different reasons.
0: <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get back into it. Um, So the Herald reached out to John Dubell, the state's director of social studies and the arts for the Bureau of Standards and Instructional Support, but he declined to be interviewed and referred questions to the Florida Department of Education's communications office. A request for comment from the governor was also referred to the department. Quote, Every lesson we teach is based on history, not ideology or any form of indoctrination. Let us... Let us know if you are actually interested in reviewing the coursework and understanding it for yourself, the Florida Department of Education said in a statement on Friday when asked about the session and educators' concerns. On Tuesday afternoon, the department provided the slide presentations, which were reviewed by the Herald Times. The documents provided did not include the trainer's comments from each slide. So, The next section is titled, um, Fighting Leftist Ideologies in School. DeSantis and Republican lawmakers increasingly talk about how they believe the woke left is posing a threat to public education in Florida. DeSantis describes a battle for the next generation in education. His former education commissioner, Richard Corcoran, last spring told the Hillsdale National Leadership Seminar that education is, quote, 100% ideological, which is why picking leaders is so crucial. He added that leaders need to be strategic and quick when implementing policies to make sure they have impact. Education is our sword. That's our weapon. Our weapon is education, Carcrum said, and we can do it. We can get it right. So like, again, I said a second ago, these fuckers know exactly what they're doing, right? Like they're trying to frame this thing. It's like, oh, we're just teaching facts and logic, right? You know, but like they know it's ideological. They know everything is ideological. They know everything is biased, right? But then they know if they can control it because they've got the institutions to do it, then it's all gravy baby, right? If it just if we just let it happen. Go ahead, Nat.
1: Uh well, I was going to say something uh, initially, but then I just thought of it too when uh, when you said that they have the institutions for the ideology. I mean, that is straight up that's straight up Gramsci. Like that's Prison Notebooks like 101, right? Like they have the material force to create this ideological sphere that then reinforces that sort of substrate. But what I was going to say in- initially um when when you were reading that to us is these people have um a very scary or scarily deliberate coherence right in their rhetoric they know exactly what people respond to because they use this rhetoric of like like battle and swords and like classical conflict right that they know will resonate with their like fashy audience i don't i don't want to call it a dog whistle i don't think it's quite a dog whistle it is just what they know to be effective vernacular right like it's this romanticization of um almost of like castle doctrine, but on a broader ideological scale
2: well like that the right in that way is is obsessed with like hyper masculinity, and what's mm-hmm. more hyper masculine than like being a warrior with your sword ready to fight for your honor and your freedom and your family and it just so happens that most of them, you know, don't do anything quite like that. But they like and to think so of happens, themselves that way.
1: Pardon. And it just so happens to your point exactly that so much of all of our television these days is becoming more just beards and swords and fur. That is
2: true. That's a, yeah. a lot of my friends are like that too, though, and they're left as fuck. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's that's fine, but you can't you can't deny that there's like probably a particular confluence here at work. Oh, yeah.
3: No, I, I see what you mean. Hundred oh, percent. There's a lot of things going on there. I mean, there's a lot of the fragile masculinity feeling like it's under attack just because LGBT people exist and are more and more accepted every day. And I think that they know that they've already lost that battle. And what we're seeing is like the last gasp against it. And that's what all of this is about. It's all about the culture war that they know that they have lost. And yeah, I mean, that's why you see all the things that the right is doing now with the blatant Christofascism, the like romanticism of like farm life and Catholicism again, that's like really springing up in a weird way. Um, which again, I think that like, it all goes back to the right has a crystal clear understanding of how power actually works. Whereas liberals keep liking to argue. They just want to argue about facts and logic now, because I think that it's, it's come full circle where liberals realize that they have the facts and the science on their side. And they, and they just still think that if they convince the right that they will come around. And I just want liberals, I desperately want them to just confront the idea of what if the right knows that they're wrong and they don't care? What if they know that they're wrong and they, they realize that, like, you still exist in a physical body for now. Like, we haven't transcended this physical form yet. We can't just argue about ideas um, in the abstract. They can still come kill you. And it doesn't matter if you were right. They will, <laughs> your ideas will be silenced. And that is how they win the battle. And that's what they're planning on doing. And I think liberals just need to really understand that. And they're not going to. And so we're just trudging along this very familiar pattern that has happened a bunch of times. And we all see where that ends, and it ends with the complete destabilization of this country and it not existing in the form that we see it right now. And, yeah, I mean, I just keep saying it's a good time to be a communist because that's what we wanted all along.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It also just, like... The education point, like, I don't know why, this is just what I really wanted to fucking focus in on right now, because to the point of like, you know, how liberals respond to shit like this, and it's like, you get this stuff, it's like, and I'm including, you know, some people who ostensibly consider themselves leftists with a point that they would make like this, it's like, well, you know, fuck theory, don't read fucking theory, don't read history, it doesn't matter. And it's like, these motherfuckers know that it matters, so why aren't we doing it too? You know what I mean? Like, if we're going to learn how to fight this shit, like, these people recognize it as a powerful weapon in their entire plan for, you know, maintaining and, you know, consolidating greater levels of power, right? So, like, why would we just seed that ground? <laughs> it's fucking crazy mm-hmm. to me.
2: Mm-hmm. What'd you go, Brandon? This is something that kills me for the very specific reason That on the left, we don't have any, well, we don't have any luxury at all, because none of us have any fucking money as a collective. But, like, we don't have the luxury of fighting the current battles, like, fighting for the rights of people, and also the political power to plan as far in advance as what he's doing is. Because... He's very effectively fighting and like, I I don't know if I completely disagree with what you said, Mike, about us, how we are winning the culture war, like maybe in certain spots, but like take a place like Florida and we are not gaining any ground there. We are losing ground rapidly and they are effectively fighting that battle battle in the idiot sense. And if they continue going forward with policies like this, they're fighting that battle for decades to come.
0: Yeah, but there, I that- guess I guess there might be, there might just be like a distinction between like mass consciousness as it relates to that and what like the fucking political structures that have been, you know, completely bastardized are showing. You know what I mean? I like what as with saying, anywhere, I- it's like, you know, it's like why you don't want to abandon like, and I'm not saying you're saying this at all, Brandon, but it's like to the whole point of like why you don't want like abandon the South like just because they voted for fucking Trump, right? Like a lot of people didn't. Do no, that, dude, you know? I'm from the South. I, no, um, I, again, I'm not... <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I, I'm just... Well, we I'm not getting saying. to any point like that. I, I might have uh, not been clear. I'm just saying that it's scary because he's very af- effectively fighting the battle in the immediate sense. And let's say this policy goes into effect this school year. In 18 years, you have, an, like, you have people graduating from high school that never learned anything that remotely resembles a, a, a coherent and realistic depiction of american history and like like Nate said about a uh, a uh, uh, Gramsci like what what th- that is the most thorough programming that you can do to 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 fix what is done in those 18 or you know 12 years or whatever in school how many of us went through that and it took years or decades to deprogram ourselves it's it's an eternal struggle for the re- for us for the rest of our fucking lives cuz who knows I have to fact check everything I see because I remember the moments when, like, the stuff that I was taught just melted away and no longer made any sense. Mm-hmm. Nate, what you got?
1: Oh, um, you know, we're talking about uh, the like liberalism, education, ideology, uh, the immediate versus the long term plans, and uh, that just makes me think about uh, one time with my my folks back home. I had a discussion about what our top three issues would be. And I, I love my parents dearly, but they are liberals. I mean, and I mean that italicized, they are. liberals, <laughs> And like my, you I mean, said they would have voted my, for Obama you know, twice. Yeah, right. No, um, they would have voted for I'm him a third sorry. time.
3: That's what I meant. Oh, my mom
1: had the like poster of that woman that I brought up in the, in the hijab with the American like star spangled banner, like pattern on it. Right. That's why I know about it. Um, but, uh, we were talking about what our top three issues would be, and uh, I said mine would be um climate change, prison abolition, and then um anti-imperialism or, or I, I said I said decolonialization at the time, but you know, that's so wrapped up with anti-imperialism doesn't really matter. but um and they got it. I mean, they especially got the anti-climate stuff or anti-climate change stuff, which is good. <laughs> good that they get that the the prison stuff they I don't know. Well, let me tell you what they said. They said their number one was education reform, which I can understand to a degree. But when we go back to the immediate versus the long term, that's a strange prioritization of something that might pan out for these children versus, say, prison abolition, which would immediately affect 2.3 million people today, right this second, right? Um, and that's sort of, a, a, I think, very indicative of of where the liberals stand on this long-term versus immediate planning uh, or, or action or everything we've been talking about today, basically could be wrapped up in that one little anecdote, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: yeah, for, for
2: I just, I said what I said, like I worry because we don't have the resources to plan ahead and that's, equally as important of a battle it's just not the one that we have the luxury of fighting yeah to clarify I back, what i, I was saying we do
1: have the the resources to plan ahead we don't have the resources to implement them and i think that that's an important distinction yeah, simply because it's um anti-dumerist right like we have this we can do this we just need to make sure that people know we can
3: what were you gonna um, say mike for what i was saying earlier about the class war and or not sorry not the class war the the culture war what i mean by that is that i think you did a good job clarifying actually what that is as opposed to like the real power struggle brandon because yeah we could win the culture war over and over again which i think we definitely have like i think ron DeSantis and all the republicans could use the minoritarian power structures of the u.s to like effectively, outlaw trans people in the next ten years, if things keep going the way that they're going, they could outlaw any kind of transition therapy, they could literally make it effectively, if not outright illegal to be trans in the u s within our lifetimes, and they still would not have won the culture war because regardless, most people in the u s would not hate trans people just for their mere existence.
1: Mm-hmm. They
3: may even have to say so outwardly just to avoid you know persecution themselves, but like it still would not take hold mentally because. Eventually, the truth will out, and people just for the most part don't hate other people just for their existence and That really is what it comes down to with the minoritarian nature of the right they they know that they're wrong, and they are just using the power structures that they are available that are available to them because they know how to do that and Liberals have been so indoctrinated into the belief in those power structures and those institutions that they can't see a way outside of it and I think that that does kind of it creates a vacuum. Because it it limits the, like we've been talking about on night, where it limits the spectrum of debate, where everybody's talking about, like, what can we even say about history? It's like, well, if you can only say all the white nationalist-friendly things about history, well, then that really opens up a lot of things as to, like, actual facts that people like us can say, because we still are not being censored completely. Like, you and I still can have our podcast where we talk about the actual historical events, and it will make more sense. And that's, so far, what I've been thriving on. Like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, like... Our whole podcast has just been talking about historical events and things and then just describing them in a way that actually makes a lot more sense than what you've been told growing up in the in the capitalist West where you just hear U.S. good, founding fathers good, freedom good. It's like none of that shit made sense for a reason because it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so right. like as long as they keep just spewing bullshit, they give us a lot of truth to be able to spew. And it, it kind of helps us in the long run.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I don't think we need to read any more of this article because I think we got the points out of it that I wanted to talk about, you know, but I think that's, you know, it's a good point. And this is like some of the things that they're doing that a is doing. It's just emblematic. I think that they're feeling a little bit nervous because people are, you know, recognizing that it's bullshit, you know, and, you know, I think it's our responsibility of as people that have like, excuse me, fuck. That's all right. That had, that had to happen eventually. That had to happen eventually, right? <laughs> on, a, on a fucking live. I was trying to do it. But um, no, I was just saying, but like, you know, you mentioned that vacuum, right? And that's why I think it's like important not to just like abandon this idea of like reading history and educating and reading theory and things like that, because there is a vacuum there. And there's a lot of fucking radicalized people out there right now that we could say, hey, like, you know, you're feeling something's wrong here. And this is what's actually going on. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that like, all of our podcasts are not going to do
3: it. We're not going to change the world or anything like that. You know I also meant to say that, like, <laughs> thinking about it in purely American terms is very limited. So, like, the culture war extends 100%. far beyond the country. So you may totally, like, the U.S. may become completely Christo-fascist in our lifetimes very soon. And still, trans people will win the culture war because they're just not going to go away. Right.
0: Yeah. And, like, been, like and listening to, right, right I was just um, going to say it, like, makes- listening to you talking to Rick, it's like, They've always been here. We've got. He said that you know, indigenous people have had language for that, right? It's just, it's, it's not going away, and it's never. It never went away, right?
2: Yeah, I knew. I, I knew a lady who, who called herself Two Spirit, like a lady. Uh, I knew a person who uh, <laughs> called themselves Two. I'm so bad. I try really fucking hard, and so fuck up. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I, I met them when I was like. 22 ish, and like I didn't know anything about it, but I mean, like, you know, t- to Mike's point, even like I also didn't care, I was like, yeah, do you know, do whatever you do, mate, be happy, right? Um, but yeah, uh, they were indigenous and like never used the language trans or anything uh, adjacent
3: to that. It was, I only ever heard them say two spirit,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and also I keep bringing it back to LGBT people because it's like. One of the most hot button issues, and it seems to be the thing that honestly is triggering the right the most. Like, that's what really sticks out to me is like, for all their crowing about how everyone gets so triggered and offended if you use the wrong pronouns or whatever, it's like no one thinks about pronouns more than them. No one gets more offended at the okay. use of pronouns more than them. So, I use that as an example. But the real example that we are talking about here tonight, I think, is especially with DeSantis, is the teaching of history. And I think that actually relates a lot more to like the indigenous genocides and the history of the U.S. and everything. So, that's the more relevant and pressing issue in this case, but yeah, I mean, it's all tied together. It all is just about white supremacy and patriarchy when it all comes down to no, it. No, what, yeah, what they I just think want to sustain the answer. lie that it's all built on. You know what I mean? Like They need to sustain the lie that it's built
0: on, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is the only way that they can continue to manufacture legitimacy for this fucking bullshit bourgeois state. That's it.
2: What, what I was going to say, I, I think that the scary thing about DeSantis is I haven't seen a lot of other politicians fight on every front of the culture war quite the way that he seems to be willing to. He's good at it. He is like whatever dirt he's got, I can't wait till that comes out. It's gonna be wild.
0: (laughs) I mean to your point earlier about like just being good at it and just now, I mean, there's some people that you're like, man, you know, I hate him, I detest him, but, like, from a purely, like, political actor perspective, it's, like, kind of wish he was on my side, because he's good at this shit. <laughs>
3: yeah. <You> know, <laughs> you know, I've, case, th- I've thought about not that. Profitable.
2: And it, the more yeah. I think about that, the more I'm, like, this man is fucking useless, because, specifically, like, would we like to have someone as effective as him on our side? Yes. But the means in which he is effective are so dog shit that it's, it's like, we couldn't use his tactics. It's all no, fear
1: yeah, mongering Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. Can I um? Can I
3: take up the last nine minutes that we have? Since uh, Brandon, I saw the thing that you put in the group chat earlier, and I want to save that for next week because I would like to spend a good while talking about that that movie trailer because that shit is great. So I don't even want to actually like talk about what it is. I don't want people who listen to this to go and look it up because I want to wait until we talk about it. But uh, talk
2: about it so bad. It, it lost in my good. mind
3: when I watched that. I was like <laughs> I can't shrieking can't in my wait. house. Like just as a little teaser. Like it is wild people i'm sure people will DM us. we can link into it but um i want to talk about just the the biden forgiving ten thousand dollars in student loans and then all of a sudden everyone who's been like fuck you biden for the last two years like rightfully so because he didn't let the kids out of cages he's not doing anything meaningful with health care he's just totally pretending COVID is done even though it's very obviously not like all the failures that biden has just blatantly had now everyone loves him because he forgives 10k for a few people 20k for some people if you really like, I don't know, meet the uh hit the means testing lottery or whatever but it's like the best part of it for me is the Slay Queen White House Twitter owns where he's just like, everybody's like oh, I'm so pissed that you uh, forgave all this debt and then he's basically saying like oh yeah, I did give this student 10k but I also gave you hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's like how is that better? Like, you should be pissed off if you got $10,000 and Marjorie Taylor Greene got 200000 It's like that doesn't make it better for you or make her like of course, it makes her a hypocrite, but like you guys see the the problem there, right like yeah
1: it's so you to
3: have a
2: material analysis of this. it was funny
1: i i didn't I didn't think it was funny, I thought it was too cynical to it bothered the shit out of me to see the white it house kinda,
2: I loved seeing the White House be that petty i did it,
1: but yeah, it's I not mean, you don't petty. have to agree with me,
2: I know petty. that this is a shit take on my part, but but I mean, it's it definitely funny. It's,
1: I mean, it's funny when somebody else does it, but like, I, I just, it's so fucking cynical and opportunistic on their part, and like, it's calculated. I mean, I hated it. I, it hollowed me out when I saw it. I really didn't like it. You guys, you me, guys, sorry. No, like no, all I'm the not. good things
3: are going to keep happen- happening after midterms, right? As soon as that election happens, all these good things oh, are yeah. still going to keep happening. Ah! Right? This wasn't a cynical ploy at all. I mean, that's honestly like one of the
0: things that I've been like dwelling on lately since this all happened is like, I think there's a universe where Trump does the same fucking thing to get some points for the midterms. You know what I mean? Because $10,000 is not going to mater- I mean, it doesn't affect the structure of the education system at all. Like, and like, again, like I want to be clear, like, because there's some people that are, this is going to like materially help. And that's mm-hmm. fucking great. But we're going to see the same problem in 20 years, right? Some people who have, you know, $90,000, $100,000 student loans, right? Like, what are they going to do? This is, you know, it's going to talk, it's going to knock 10K off the, the principal and they're just going to accrue interest, right? Like, it's not solving the root issue here at all. You know what I mean? So, again, while it's helping people materially, I mean, it's not enough to really disrupt how any it's, of this is. It's shit a band aid, not a cure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah, to steam, um, to letting the pressure out of the steam valve.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, as my, I, I'm kind of like uh, everyone else here. I, I, I do kind of love to either uh, be yes or no about things, but this, this is a gray area. It does help people, and it's good. Is it enough? No. Does it address the core problem? Fuck no. Uh, it falls short in pretty much every way imaginable, but it is technically better than nothing.
0: Yeah, I guess my point is you can't let it really change your material analysis of fucking Biden and the. Y'all are making me love my friends
2: right now because I got a is, bunch right of friends right now that that their whole take is like, "Fuck yeah, ten thousand dollars off my student loan debt." Fuck Biden.
1: Yeah, that's good. Oh, good. Yeah, right. but that's that's basically what you're saying is that was the point that was Mike's point, right? Was that it's astounding how there are people who have changed their opinion because of this.
3: Yeah. I think there's a lot of people, I think the people that I'm seeing who are all of a sudden yay Biden, probably always wanted a reason to be that, or always wanted, mm-hmm. just always felt like they were going to default to voting for Democrats regardless. See,
2: I feel like a lot of them are, are almost the opposite where, like, they never, they're never, they they pro- barely even want to right now, but they're happy that they just had some loan forgiven and maybe in a week they're just going to be like, you know what, that guy actually still fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. But, you know, maybe I that's just, just my, my eternal optimism.
3: That's all I want. I just hope that people remember that the kids are still in the cages and that all the other things that we wanted from Biden have not happened. Like, please don't just be bought so easily is all. That's all I want.
1: Though, there is one good thing we can think about this too as far as our rhetoric goes. Um, you know, the it's basically taught that um, all communist revolutions just happened overnight with no preparation beforehand. And yet we all know that like, the Communist Party, even before Castro in Cuba, did a lot of work to materially help people, right, to get them on their side. The, like, the Viet Minh worked with um, like villagers and peasants and stuff prior to the Vietnam War to get them on their side, right? So what we're seeing now is pretty clear evidence that the government giving material benefit, however minuscule to people, is effective at getting them on their side. So we can use that as pretty good argument for how the Communist Party or any subset of a communist party should work
0: you don't have oh. to look abroad that's how black panthers gain favor in their
2: communities
1: exactly
2: i, was say, exactly. I mean that's
1: yeah. the
0: that's the whole idea of like you know cadre of the vanguard party right like to go out and with the community and figure out what's going on and what they need and actually react to that and
3: demonstrate mm-hmm. that you know you can be reliable in doing so go ahead Mike. Yeah. to put this into liberal language biden should keep doing good things Especially so that, you know, not only for the benefit of getting people on his side and getting more votes, but then also so that Republicans, Republicans keep outing themselves as ghouls when every kind of, like, even marginally good thing happens. They just say, this is terrible. This is like the end of America. Like, the histrionics that they are going through right now, they should keep doing more good things so these people keep exposing themselves as, as awful people. And I look forward to Biden continuing to doing them after the midterms, like I said.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean— that's like you know again. That is one good thing, despite how cynical it is. It's just like the the whole like online discourse exposes like how much we are mired in like a culture war, right? Because like if I want to see again in that universe that I posited where Trump does this, I want to see the mental gymnastics that like Turning Point Turning Point USA puts themselves through to justify it, right? Given all the shit that they're spewing out right now, like see, that's the problem. Again, not to is- like not to come to the defense of like the Democrats or anything like that, but just to call out the absolute fucking blatant hypocrisy on the side of the right because they don't believe in anything.
2: When you're Turning Point USA, you just get to say this is good. And when someone says that's not ideologically coherent for you, you can like do whatever the fuck you want to because there's no ideological coherency with any of those people. We're the ones burdened with having to like
3: be reasonable.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yep. All right. Well it looks yeah. like we're ending on the same thing that we ended on last time. We're the only normal people. The leftists.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, you know, hopefully we're coming back next week and DeSantis has been cancelled. Let's mm-hmm. keep
1: up the streak. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good cool. thank right. talking with y'all. Take it easy. Later. See you later.